Welcome to This Side of 50 with your host, me, Milton K. Smith. Well, hello there, podcast universe. I want to take this opportunity to thank you all who have taken time to subscribe to this podcast, This Side of 50, those who have downloaded the podcast. I ask that you share it with your friends, share it on your Facebook page or social media outlet so that more folks can be a part of this podcast. Well, let's get into today's uh, discussion or my commentary. I thought I would start off with uh, what's, uh, I guess, the latest thing in the news or the most happening thing in the news right now, which is the stimulus package. So I figured I would just, for those who may not be aware, I would go over uh, the important parts um, of the stimulus package, just so you have an idea what all was included, if you didn't know, um, and not just go on what you may have seen on Facebook. I know I posted on my uh, Facebook page um, uh, so that folks could see really what was in there, um, what was listed. So let me uh, pull up again here, and I'll I'll try to read from it real quick, just so you know exactly what's all included in in the package. Uh, a lot of people have their opinions about whether or not um, the package was necessary, and how is it going to be paid for, and all those type of things. Uh, and it's really one of those uh, situations where, um, oh, what do you do, right? We have people that are definitely have been impacted by. Uh, COVID businesses and things like that um, and definitely we probably have some folk out there who are going to take advantage of, of the situation um, but you can't save them all you can't save save them all and uh, you can't let the masses suffer because of one or two so I think it's one of those uh, I would call it a catch-22 um, whereas yes someone has to pay for it and it's going to be paid for with taxes over the years we all will be paying for it but at the same time, do we allow people to suffer um, those who are, who are des- definitely are being impacted negatively uh, by the pandemic over the last year or so? I think it's interesting, once again, that we find so many people who profess or confess to be Christians and they want to help um, spread the gospel. And part of the gospel is caring for those, looking out for those who, have, um, who are suffering or in need. But yet those same people are very averse to helping people uh, when it when it comes to the point that is going to come out of their resources, out of their finances. And although they don't want the government to help um, at the same time, they say that, hey, the government uh, should um, hold up the values of the Bible or support the the standard of the Bibles and the um, tenets that the Bible sets forth. I just find that interesting. Um, I, I find that people are pretty much bipolar when it comes to Christianity, that Christianity for some people is only suitable when it best fits their needs or best fits their political agenda. Uh, then um, they use Christianity as their card or as their banner. And then when they don't want to, they kind of step out of it and find uh, scriptures to justify why they believe or think the way that they do. So anyway, uh, that's just me. My commentary has already started, as you can tell. Well, let's look at the COVID relief package that passed this week in the Senate. Uh, most of you all know that $1,400 relief checks, uh, $350 billion for state and local governments, 
which included money for vaccines and a boost in child tax credits. Also, $28.6 billion for independent restaurants, $22 billion for rental assistance, billions more for other housing needs. I think that's something necessary for folks who uh, lost their jobs or job uh, hours decrease due to the pandemic. Um, also, $125 billion for public school reopenings, $40 billion for colleges, universities, and students, $5 billion for black, Hispanic, and other minority farmers, $1.25 billion for closed music clubs and event venues, $500 million for rural health care, $470 million for libraries, arts, and humanities. It was a boost for uh, SNAP food stamps and food supply chains, and also it provided for uh, expansion of the Affordable Health Care Act that we call the um, Obamacare, of course. So if you look at all those um, points there, all those areas where this bill, this COVID relief package um, touched on and, and are helping to uh, make successful for other people, uh, it pulls on your heart that, yes, we need to help. Yes, we, the government needs to step in and provide for uh, those people that are in need. It's amazing that we in the United States, we want to be progressive and modern uh, in everything except for when it comes to uh, <laughs> what may be considered socialism to some extent of helping other people, having the government help help those that are in need. Well, uh, my opinion is that the government should help to a point. Uh, definitely, once again, those who cannot or have or who are trying and just need a hand, uh, a hand up and not a handout. I, I don't see a problem with helping those people. Those the Bible says for those who uh, like to quote the Bible that um, the strong bear the infirmities of the weak. So those of us, those of you that are able and have not been negatively impacted um, by this last year or so, um, is it really that grievous? Um, <laughs> that grievous for you to? Um, reach out and help those who need a hand at this point in time does it really hurt you that much does it really impact you that much um, I've lived long enough now to realize that taxes increase um, in general because that's how we pay our federal employees how we pay our military how we pay our uh, government workers federal government workers uh, that's how politicians and um, those in the White House get paid is through taxes so taxes will increase um, local taxes increase. That's how we pay our policemen and our uh, EMTs, uh, fire people, um, so to speak, and police people. Um, that's how we pay them, police officers. We, we taxes increase. So um, if you don't want taxes to increase, then you're saying the people that provide those services for you don't want them to get a raise. So we got to change our focus, right? Everybody deserves a raise, and the cost of living increases every year because we're in a capitalist society. And everyone wants to make a little bit more money. Um, I know I do. You do as well. And then it does um, come to bear that sometimes we have to um, sacrifice for those who may be on hard times but yet are trying uh, to get above that poverty level or are trying to survive. Or as I said before, they just really just need a hand up and not a handout. Reach inside of your Christian mind. And, and, and come to grips with it. It's okay <laughs> to help someone. It's okay. <laughs> the God that we say we serve, especially if you're Christian, he's okay with you helping someone. And it's not a sin to help. Um, as I segue into that, as I was reading and studying this week, 
um, I came across on Ephesians chapter 6 verse 5 well, where it actually talks about that slaves should be or bond servants or servants should be obedient to their, ma obedient to their masters as unto the Lord. Um, and I'll read it. Let me pull it up here on my, my phone. I don't have my paper Bible out, but let me pull it up on my phone and read it to you. Uh, this is just um, Ephesians 6 and 5. It says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. And then... Um, I think um, there's another scripture I don't think I know for sure um, Let me pull it up for you as well um, Which is in Colossians I believe uh, Let me pull that one up to you as well Pull that one up for you as well Colossians 3 and 22 Kind of echoes the same um, statement Or declaration Slaves obey your earthly masters and everything And do it not only with when their eyes are on you and to carry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. So I begin to study that and I begin to ponder that and talking uh, with um, a general in the faith on the phone. Uh, I started to question the authenticity of that particular scripture or, the, or that particular verse. Now, before you start to say I'm a heretic and I'm saying the Bible is not the inspired word of God, these are just thoughts. <laughs> thoughts. I begin to wonder, ponder, number one, why doesn't the Bible directly speak out against slavery? Why doesn't it say that to enslave someone, especially in the New Testament, is wrong, um, that is not of God? I begin to wonder that. And the reason why I thought about that, the reason why that pressed on me so much, is simply because we read in the Old Testament, uh, Genesis to Exodus, um, that uh, Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, all all the Pentateuch, the first five books uh, of the Bible, um, how God delivered the children of Israel out of bondage of Egypt, and, and I became very uh, interested in trying to understand how could a God that was so adamant about His children not being in bondage, not being in slavery, not being subservient uh, to a group of people would then say some hmm, 2,000, 3,000, however many years later, uh, as Paul is writing to, or we believe that Paul is writing to the Colossian church and the Ephesian church, telling them or uh, saying to the slaves to be obedient to their masters. And those who know anything about slavery, especially here in the United States, uh, those scriptures were used for many years to keep um, a group of people enslaved. Um, it was preached to them that being in bondage was the will of the Lord <laughs> and that you were supposed to be obedient. Um, I think they neglected the part that says that the slave owners were supposed to treat their slaves with dignity and, dignity and respect as well. But that's a whole nother story. Um, but, but what really perplexed my mind is why was that even in the Bible? Why not just say you should not have someone enslaved uh, as your servant, but treat them... Um, as, as your equal Treat them as um, your brother or sister in Christ I wonder then As the Bible has been um, Translated or revised over the years And many folks say there's only one version of the Bible 
I beg to differ. There are many versions of the Bible, starting with the Latin Vulgate uh, from Jerome in 325 AD, I believe it is, um, the Septuagint. Um, there are many versions of the Bible, the Geneva Bible, the, the Bishop's Bible, um, the King James Bible that just so happened to be the most popular version. Why, why, or even if that scripture was originally in the Holy the Holy Bible, <laughs> or was it added by someone who wanted to uh, have a foothold <laughs> and say that, hey, you're a slave and God's okay with it. You're a slave and even the New Testament, although Christ has redeemed us from bondage and redeemed us from, from being subservient, um, that it's okay, you're a slave. So, long, so since you are a slave and the Bible speaks on it, then you ought to be happy about being a slave. I wonder, um, and I know, once again, there, there are those of you that are listening may say, hey, it's in the Bible, it's the Lord's will, you're just not reading it right, it's, you're not interpreting it right, whatever the case may be. And I'm not here to argue with you about that. I'm just reading what it says. It says slaves. Um, and that has been used over and over again to justify slavery here in the country that we all live in. Um, the greatest country <laughs> in the world, <laughs> uh, the home of the free uh, and the um, the land of the free, the home of the brave, you know, um, all the things we say, the land of opportunity and our forefathers um, who were Christian in nature um, and the, who have said or who said at the time that this, this nation was built on the principles of Christianity um, continue to carry out and emphasize certain Things, certain actions, certain activities that now seem unchristian-like. So, as I'm talking to you, there are many scriptures in the Bible that you study that will cause you to ponder, although it was inspired by God, was it actually written <laughs> verbatim or word for word of what God said, or did someone feel inspired and begin to write <laughs> as they, although being inspired to write, did they write the words of God in every instance or did they write the words of their own heart and mind, especially when it comes to scriptures like this here, you know, uh, slaves be obedient. There's, there's another scripture that comes to mind. Let your women keep silent in church. And we've, um, you know, we've preached around it. We've explained it, exegeted all those kind of things to make it sound better. But in the core of the saying, it's discriminatory. It It seems so opposite to what a loving God would say to what a what loving God would have um, his people to do. So that, that's something that was just on my mind. Um, we talk about scriptures where Jonathan and David, uh, the love they have for each other. And um, David says that the love that he had for John was greater than that for than a man would have for a woman. What really are we saying? Um, was this added? Was this originally there? Was it mistranslated? Uh, understanding that every time there's a new translation or a new version of the Bible, it gets further and further away from the original um, translation or the original meaning and intent. As we begin to interchange um, words and phrases and thought patterns, we inherently get further and further away from the original intent um, of the Bible. So I just was throwing it out there because I know some of you listening, uh, especially those of you that study the Bible and you come across passages 
that caused you to wonder. I would say it is possible that in certain scriptures, perhaps that is not what God told them to write. Now, remember the canon of scripture, if you study that, some books were left out. They called them the lost books. Uh, someone said to me earlier, how could they be lost if we found them, <laughs> if we have them? So they'll be the found books right now, um, depending on what country you're in, um, um, what your religious orthodoxy is. Um, you could use the Ethiopian Bible or the um, the uh, African Bible or whatever the case may be. Not every Bible version that's out there is exactly the same. The Catholic Bible uh, includes what we call the Apocrypha. Um, um, some of the lost books so the Ethiopian Bible as well includes some of the what we call the lost books now are those books inspired by God I would say they are but doing the um, decision <laughs> of what would be included in the Bible men of God at that time um, made had a, a certain guideline they went by said this is most closely to what uh, we believe the Christian doctrine is and certain things were left out certain books were added um, which now begs to differ why were they left out why really were they left out were this, was this a political move was this a a monetary move makes you wonder makes you think once again not questioning the authority of the word of God but understanding that the holy scriptures as we see them today have been uh, revised um, translated new versions probably in some cases redacted um, to fit the needs <laughs> of many people and to give them in some instances um, the control they needed and you have to study that we may talk about that a little bit later in another podcast the King James Version um, versus the Catholic Bible versus the Bishop's Bible versus the Geneva Bible um, I would say if you're a student you should get versions of all those and begin to read them um, and compare scriptures from time to time get you a parallel Bible compare scriptures from time to time and get a full understanding so while I'm sitting here talking um, the stimulus package just popped back up into my mind so I'm jumped from the Bible to COVID what are you going to do with your $1,400 uh, those who are getting 1400 I believe the cap is at 80000 so if you're at 80000 or, ab uh, or above 80000 you would not be receiving a stimulus but those who are at 80 or below, I believe, will receive one. So what are you going to do? I, I'll give you some advice here. Uh, this is from Milton Wisdom. If you have a debt that you owe, you should take that $1,400. Maybe consider paying off your debt. Um, if you have people that you owe <laughs> and you've been promising them that you're going to pay them, here's an opportunity for you to pay them with the money that you're going to receive. Um, definitely, if you need this money to uh, get you out of debt or to take care of your family you should use that to take care of your family here's what you don't need you do not need uh, another flat screen TV you do not need the latest uh, iPhone or the latest Android you do not need the latest pair of sneakers <laughs> you actually don't need to be at Ruth Chris or any of those places spending that money um, you can make wise investments if you don't have any stocks, this is a great opportunity for you to invest in the stock market. Um, if you don't have a money market account, here is a great opportunity for you to start investing in savings and bonds and allow this money, this stimulus, not just to stimulate the economy, but allow it to stimulate your financial um, your personal finances and your family's finances. If you don't have insurance, here's a great opportunity for you to um, get life insurance 
all those things that are necessary for you to have sustained wealth and sustained financial uh, capability, um, financial freedom is what you should think about, consider doing with this $1,400. Bad habits, you have to, and I said this in a teaching um, on Wednesday night, most folks don't have a money problem, they have a stewardship problem. If you receive this stimulus and you didn't take care of your debts and pay your and get your bills up to date and then get your family or yourself into a financially secure state, then you don't have a money problem. You have a stewardship problem. In other words, you don't know what to do with money. <laughs> you don't know what to do with money. So, and I'll even step out here. If you choose to bless your church, you choose to bless your church. But I don't believe there's a requirement for you to tithe out of the stimulus money unless you're going to consider that income and you're going to also pay taxes out of it. Now, you have to decide how you're going to view this $1,400. Um, I see a lot of things happening, uh, a lot of people saying a lot of things. And, and I found out in my 50 plus years of living now that race and religion are two touchy subjects and two um, categories of manipulation that have been used throughout the centuries to control people race and religion race and religion race and religion can pull folks together or pull a group of people together or to pull a group of people apart I would uh, submit to you that you don't allow race or religion to dictate how you think that you should first seek God and then use the wisdom the knowledge and the understanding that he gives you in all that you do, right? He says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. You got to have some principles of foundation uh, that govern you. And and I believe with that, you become more effective in life. I want to pull up something here. Um, bad habits. Uh, now we're talking about the stimulus. Since I've moved on from uh, questioning certain scriptures or verses in the Bible. <laughs> uh, but you read that and you consider that. Slavery. Why doesn't the Bible speak out against it? You would think that God would have said no. He said no to slavery in Israel when they were being enslaved. So did he change his mind and say it was okay in the New Testament? Or perhaps, um, yeah, perhaps he didn't change his mind. And maybe some people decided that it was best if they hmm, kept it going. Who knows? Not speaking out. Don't call me a heretic. I'm just talking. Just my thoughts, right? This side of 50. And if you really um, study the Bible, um, you'll have some questions like that as well. So here are some eight habits that will keep you broke. Eight habits that will keep you broke. I'll read them to you uh, as my time is starting to wind out. Number one, improper use of credit cards. There's something called credit utilization that they use um, to determine to help determine your credit score. And what that simply means is that they divide um, the balance of your credit card by how much uh, or by your credit limit. And you want that percentage to be 30% or higher, 30% or higher. If you have $3,000 um, in debt and you have a $10,000 uh, limit, you do the percentage. You want to have a 30% credit utilization percentage and 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 so that your credit score will be good, right? Right. So, uh, improper use of credit cards, failure to build an adequate emergency fund. Here's something you can do with that fourteen hundred dollars, or however much that you receive. Build your emergency fund, right? A rainy day will come. Uh, making impulse purchases. 
You don't need a $1,400 pair of sneakers. <laughs> Paying bills late. Well, we all know that. Uh, as I often say, you're praying that they don't call you. The bill collectors are praying that you pay. Both of you are praying. See whose prayers gets answered first, right? Pay your bills on time. Pay your bills on time if you want to be successful. Buying items you don't need. You don't need a new phone. You don't need the latest sneakers. You don't need um, the latest trending thing. You need to be financially secure. That's a form of slavery. If you if you don't have freedom financially, you actually are a financial slave, which means this you have you are subject to whatever happens financially in your life. Not saving regularly. You can start a savings account without fourteen hundred dollars, there's something. Not saving for retirement, there's something else. You can start saving for retirement and not talking about money. So I'm talking about it with you. Here's an opportunity for you to talk about it with your family. Maybe get together with your spouse. Get together with someone that's successful uh, managing money and say, hey, what can I do with this $1,400 other than just spend it? Other than just blow it on something that I don't need? Well, coming to my 26 minutes, <laughs> hopefully uh, I've opened your thinking up to some things. i kind of been all over the place, but that's the great thing about this side of 50. I can just talk about what's on my mind and and hopefully cause you to think about some things think about scriptures the bible says search the scriptures for in them you think that you have life in them you think you have life i challenge you to begin to search and begin to want to begin to study i don't use the word question because we we say or we've said don't question god um but begin to study those things and verify and confirm does this sound like God to me? Um, and I think he'll speak to you and talk with you. Um, and he'll let you know. And then financially, we we all will feel the impact in some form, some fashion of this pandemic, whether in a lack of finances, um, a lack of um, or loss of friends and loved ones, or actually just having to pay for the uh, pandemic through our taxes. We're all going to experience um, some impact from it but it's not the end and we're going to recover and everything's going to be good so follow peace with all men <laughs> how's that follow peace with all men well this is my time for this episode of this side of 50 i'll be back next episode just talking about some other things that are on my mind i hope you will bless i got a chance to drop all this on you so i'm gonna leave now you take care all right Bye. You have been listening to This Side of 50 with Milton K. Smith. Email me your comments, your questions, your thoughts. MKS at MiltonKSmith.org. I look forward to hearing from you. I'll talk with you next time.